Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. What's up, what's up, what's up? How you guys doing, huh? It's me, Nick, your host. I mean, kind of like, have to be, right? Um, I, I can't believe, like, Christmas is in a couple of days. Uh, happy Hanukkah to those who celebrate, because I know we're in the middle of it. Um, just a few days left. Um... What else is going on? I, I don't know. It's not a not a whole lot's going on just because it's Christmas week, so kind of slow news going on. Um, but we'll uh, we'll see what's going on though, right? Um, what what is going on? I don't know. We're gonna talk about it. A lot a lot of stuff's still going on at DC, surprisingly. Um, James Gunn is is being very forthcoming without really uh, without really going too deep. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. Uh, unfortunately, I did not get to see Avatar just yet. Hopefully, this weekend or next week. Um, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about other things though. But why not wait? Let's let's just get right into it, shall we? I don't want to. Waste too much time. Today is December 21st. Let's get right into the show. So let's start with what's going on in the video game world, shall we? Um, uh, Insomniac Games and Sony have announced that Marvel Spider-Man uh, is expected to release next fall. I'm surprised they're they're putting a um, well, not surprised they're putting a, a uh, they're not putting a hard date. Is what I mean. Um, will it get delayed? Hopefully not. I, I don't foresee it because it, they're, they didn't give a hard date and they just said fall of next year. I mean, the game's been in development for quite a while and Somniac usually delivers. Um, I, I don't foresee a delay, but anything is possible in the 2020s. That's for damn sure when it comes to gaming. Uh, we've learned that Amazon will actually be publishing the next Tomb Raider game. They're working with Crystal Dynamics on that. Um, in an announcement that no one really saw coming, uh, they've signed the deal to develop and publish, or support development and publish it. Uh, it will be made in Unreal Engine 5. And uh, they announced a partnership on the 15th, saying, quote, have reached an agreement under which Crystal Dynamics will develop a new multi-platform Tomb Raider title, with Amazon Games providing full support and publishing the game globally, unquote. Which is strange because last time I checked, they were part of the Embracer group. Um, they followed up with, quote, Crystal Dynamics has an extraordinary opportunity following our acquisition by Embracer to redefine what a publishing relationship is for Tomb Raider, said the head of Crystal Dynamics, Crystal Dynamics Scott Amos. Quote, transformative is, transformative is what we're looking for, and with Amazon Games, we found a team that shares our creative vision, ambitions, and values for a Lara Croft universe across the spectrum of possibilities. They're uniquely positioned to rewrite what publishing and development co collaborations are, and we're eager to forge this new path together, starting with building the biggest and best Tomb Raider game yet. 
uh, unquote. They went on then to follow up with, quote, includes all elements that have made Tomb Raider one of the most revered franchises in gaming, giving players control of a confident and multi-dimensional hero. Laura Croft is an environment that rewards exploration and creative pathfinding with mind-bending puzzles to solve and a wide variety of enemies to face and overcome. Crystal Dynamics is drawing on the power and cutting-edge technology of Unreal Engine 5 to take storytelling to the next level in the biggest, most expansive Tomb Raider game to date. The title is currently in early development, and additional details will be announced at a later date, unquote. So, I don't expect this game to come out for several years. However, we know that it's probably going to look gorgeous based off Crystal Dynamics' history uh, and the fact that it's going to be in Unreal Engine 5. I'm very excited. Their three uh, Tomb Raider games, Shadow, Rise... Um, what was the middle one? They were all great. I loved all of them. Um, I hope they continue that story. I know it kind of ended with Shadow, but I hope they um, continue on maybe with a little bit older Lara because that was a younger Lara just getting started. But we'll see. Uh, Kojima Productions has announced that a Death Stranding movie is in the works. Sounds like the most boring movie ever. Uh, Guerrilla Games has confirmed that they are making a multiplayer game set within the Horizon Zero Dawn universe. Uh, looks like you're going to be teaming up with people to hunt machines or vice versa. Um, but no word on when that will release and hopefully that doesn't take the place of the third game. Um, Valve... Uh, Someone was interviewing Valve, uh, one of the Valve creative heads that worked on the Steam Deck, um, and they asked about if Valve was interested in making another Steam controller, and <laughs> they said yes, which the first one never really caught on with its touchpad, trackpads, whatever you want to call them. It would be interesting if if they came out with another one. I don't know. I don't know, though. I I don't know many people that even bought the Steam controller to begin with. But if they can improve on it, then I think maybe it would be a great companion to the, the Steam Deck. Uh, and speaking of controllers, more review companies have gotten their hands on the PS5 DualSense Edge, which is Sony's $200 controller... Um, to compete with the uh, Microsoft Elite controller. Everything I've seen... What are those? I don't remember. This looks weirder than it did at launch. Uh, or when they first announced it. But <laughs> here's something that might piss you off. Um, the battery life is even shorter than, um, than what currently is on the, the DualSense Edge. And if you ask me... It is literally, the DualSense Edge, I've said this already multiple times, the battery dies, like I have to charge it once every playthrough. And the fact that this one, the the, the Edge, a $200 controller, is going to have even shorter is ridiculous. And the fact that Sony even knew about that and didn't care, like they didn't think that was a pain point, just tells me they're just a tad bit out of touch with that. Just a, just a tad. Like, I, you guys got to put a better battery in your controllers. For real. 
seriously. Um, we now know the stars of the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Matthew Lillard will lead along with Josh Hutcherson. Uh, no word on how the movie will play out or what exactly it will be about, other than it will be an adaptation of the video popular video game franchise Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, John Carmack, famed um, Doom developer, is uh, who's been at Meta for quite a while, is leaving Meta uh, and. Uh, Oculus. Essentially, he worked at Oculus for the last, uh, what, 10 years um, as their CTO, Chief Technology Officer. Um, he, he, after five years, though, he kind of lowered his role, but um, he did start a new startup about five years ago. Uh, he is, quote, he's quoted as saying, quote, we have a ridiculous amount of people and resources, but we constantly self-sabotage and squander effort. Uh, there's no way to sugarcoat this. I think our organization is operating at half the effectiveness that would make me happy, unquote. He did this on a Facebook post. Um, but it looks like he doesn't like how things are going at Meta. I don't blame him, um, which is interesting. I mean, they just keep throwing money at stuff that's for the Metaverse, which, again... Um, <laughs> I guess uh, he didn't like their VR outings either. What? He doesn't like the Quest 2? Or the Quest Pro? Bro, you're the chief technology officer, bro. How are you, like... If you don't like your devices, that's on you, bro. This dude... Anyway, John Carmack's leaving Meta. Hopefully, Oculus doesn't suffer because of it. Um... Square Enix has announced when the P Final Fantasy Pixel remasters will be coming out for PS4 and Switch. Weird not on PS5. Uh, they'll come out in spring, and that will be the first, I think, six Final Fantasies. Obviously, Pixel remasters, so the, all the ones that were pixelated games. 16-bit, um, all those. Still weird that on the PS4. Um... The FTC is in the news yet again, as they will be suing, uh, they, sorry, suing, they already sued, they're fining Epic Games $500 million over Fortnite. Um, they will have to pay over $520 million, and uh, over, these are two record-breaking settlements, as the FTC calls them. One is a $275 million fine for violating the Ch Children's Online Privacy Protection Act um, and $245 million in refunds to customers over its dark patterns, they call it. Uh, via the FTC, Fortnite uses, quote, privacy-invasive default settings and deceptive interfaces that tricked players, unquote. Uh, their official stance is this, quote, protecting the public and especially children from online privacy invasions and dark patterns is a top priority for the commission, and these enforcement actions make clear to businesses that the FTC is cracking down on these unlawful practices, unquote. Uh, this is coming from Lena Khan, who is the chair of the FTC. Um, they claim that these, quote, dark patterns, unquote, are, quote, counterintuitive, inconsistent, and confusing button configuration, quote, unquote, uh, in regards to 
purchasing things in game. Um, FTC claims that account holders can be charged without authorization. Um, you know, like, th granted, this hasn't happened for a while. Like, you remember that story in the news a while back when, like, a little kid charged, like, thousands of dollars to their parents' credit card on, on their iPad playing a game? Um, I'm not sure, though. Uh, apparently, the FTC is also going after their voice chat settings, which I don't know what that has to do with the Federal Trade Commission. Um... How's voice chat being opted? I don't know. Oh, because children are being, quote, harassed, including sexually while playing the game, unquote. Oh, God. I'm not even going to read the rest of this. That Some of that is just superfluous and ridiculous and uncalled for. I don't really like Epic or Fortnite, but I'm not going to hop on board with some of that. Uh, a player, a modder, a gamer, who has been working on uh, a mod for Star Wars Dark Forces, which was like a Doom clone, has finally released the mod. Um, let me see. I forget his name, but I will get it for you. These, this is technically the first Jedi Knight game. Um, so it's called uh, Lucius DXL is his name, or his tag, essentially, handle. Uh, he's been working on something called the Force Engine. And what it does, uh, you can download the mod, it upgrades the uh, playability of Dark Forces for modern systems. Um, what it does is you can play it in 4K... Uh, has widescreen support, higher resolutions, and full mouse look support. So the original, you can only move on the X and Y axis. Um, now you can essentially have full motion control of the mouse, which is great. Um, you have to own Dark Forces, obviously, for it to work. I think it's only like 6 bucks on uh, Steam right now. Um, and eventually it will also work on Lucasfilm's other game, Outlaws. Uh, there's YouTube videos and things on on it now, but it looks amazing. I already I already had Dark Forces in my library, but I re-downloaded it, got the mod up and running. Can't wait to jump in that next week and hopefully have a little bit easier of a time playing it because to play it right now, you have to like load up an MS-DOS emulator, um, and it's not the prettiest thing. <laughs> High on Life, which is the game uh, from Rick and Morty creator Justin Roiland and his Squanch Games recently released uh, on Xbox Game Pass as well. I'm hoping to spend a lot, not a lot of next week playing it. Um, per Xbox, it has become the largest third-party launch of uh, on Game Pass as well as the biggest launch in 2022. Um, and single-player, biggest single-player launch. Uh, this is via the Xbox Wire. Um, it says, quote, This was our first time launching a game with Game Pass. Oh, this was, uh, uh, sorry, Squanch Games says, quote, This is our first time launching a game with Game Pass. And we've been blown away by the response from players who have made us the most popular game on Game Pass right now. When Squanch Games was first created, it was to make the games we wanted to play. And Game Pass is helping us reach the players that want to play those games too. 
Not all of it's uh, unquote, which is great because the jokes I've been seeing from this game online are hilarious. They're fucking funny, dude. Um, I am trying to tell everyone to play this game because if, if you can, play it because it's it looks fun and everything I've seen about it is fun. Um, how, about, how about this? That leaked Grand Theft Auto 6 footage? Yeah, it showed up in a goat simulator ad. Um, and it's a new goat simulator ad. It was hit with takedown notices by Take-Two. Um, a Eurogame. This is via Eurogamer. Uh, there was a new trailer for Goat Simulator 3 released. But it's been hit with DMCA takedown, so you can't find it anymore. Um, but, oh god. This is crazy. The, the, oh my gosh. It literally features, like, a, a character in the ad, but in the goat sim, uh, or in the leaked footage of GTA 6. I don't know what made them think they could get away with that. Obviously, you know what, never mind. They knew they probably wouldn't get away with it, but the press of them doing it alone is the press they were looking for. Smart on them, actually. Very smart on them for doing that. Uh, and then our last bit of gaming news. not a, Like I said, not a lot, especially after the Game Awards. Um, the UK Commission, which has been looking into... Uh, the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, which has been looking into the Microsoft Activision deal as well, uh, opened it up to public comment, essentially. And public sentiment, public comments, have turned out to be 75% in favor of Microsoft's Activision. Um, the CMA, which is what they're called, revealed that uh, of the 2,100 emails they received, Quote, around three quarters were broadly in favor of the merger and around a quarter were broadly against the merger, unquote. Um, apparently some of those responses included, quote, Sony and Nintendo are stronger than Microsoft and console gaming and the merger will help Microsoft compete more closely against them, unquote. Quote, the merger is a reaction to Sony's business model for PlayStation, which has historically involved securing exclusive content or early access to popular cross-platform gaming franchises such as Final Fantasy and Silent Hill, unquote. Um, those against included, quote, Microsoft is already dominant in the PC operating systems, and this merger is an attempt to gain a similar position in gaming, unquote. Or, quote, this would be the largest merger in gaming history, paving the way for a potential string of future acquisitions of publishers such as Take-Two, EA, Ubisoft, thereby increasing concentration in the market, unquote. Um, the CMA keeps wants to keep gathering information and keep looking into it, um, which is against, though, uh, they have not fully gone against it like the FTC has, which announced they would be suing to stop the deal uh, just about several weeks ago now at this point. But let's... Uh, Let's move on to what's going on in the TV world, shall we? Because there's some major news in the land of TV. TV land, world, world, place. Um, last week, after the Santa Clauses ended, I expounded upon the idea of how could they do a season two. Uh, and it looks like they are getting a season two. It was literally announced the next day. 
if they do a season two, I think they kind of hinted at it. They should probably bring back Toy Santa, which was the villain of the second film. And, or they should bring back the like different mythical legendary figures uh, and build off of that in some capacity. But we don't know what season two will be about just yet. So, the saga of HBO Max and losing content continues. Uh, as of now, everything that's been pulled from HBO Max uh, is... And these are originals, too. So, not just, not just uh, older stuff. An American Pickle, the Seth Rogen movie. Charm City Kings, Lockdown, Moonshot. Super Intelligence, The Witches. What? I didn't even get to watch that movie. Um, and then original TV shows include 12 Dates of Christmas, About Last Night, Aquaman, King of Atlantis. I didn't even watch that. That was weird looking. Close Enough, Ellen's Next Great Designer, Esme and Roy, The Fungies, Generation Hustle, Generation, Infinity Train, Little Ellen, My Mom, Your Dad, Odo, Ravi Patel's Pursuit of Happiness, Select Sesame Street episodes, Summer Camp Island, The Not Too Late Show with Elmo, The Runaway Bunny Special, Theodosia, Tig and Seek, and Yabba Dabba Dinosaurs. Uh, other things removed include Detention Adventure, Dodo, Elliot from Earth, Make It Big, Make It Small, Mau Mau, Heroes of Pure Heart, Messi Goes to Okido, Mia's Magic Playground, Mighty Magiswords, My Dinner with Hervé, an HBO original, OKKO, OK Let's Be Heroes, The Holly and Ollie and Moon Show, Pac-Man and Ghostly Adventure, Share, Squish, Uncle Grandpa, Victor and Valentino, and of course we learned that Westworld would be leaving soon. What I don't understand is they're now going to Okay, so Raised by Wolves, another thing being pulled, will be moved to other streaming services. Uh, this was announced by Entertainment Weekly. They're going to license it out to third-party fast services um, Oh, to free ad-supported streaming TV. That's what fast stands for. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, anyway, they're moving Westworld, uh, The Nevers, Raised by Wolves, F-Boy Island, Legendary, Finding Magic Mike, Head of the Class, and Time Traveler's Wife. Bro, you don't put your premiere shit on other platforms. Like, do you want subscribers or not want subscribers? I get the idea that this maybe will pull some in. Like, oh, maybe I should check out what else, what else is on HBO. Like, no, dude, you don't remove show. It doesn't make any sense. Netflix doesn't take Stranger Things and put it on another platform, right? You, you feel me on that? Um, Netflix doesn't take... Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. Stranger Things doesn't equate to Westworld as much. But <clears throat> it, it, it doesn't make any sense um, at all. Like, zero. I don't know what David Zaslav's doing over there. I get they're trying to relaunch it and merge it. But they're just... They're making very strange decisions i i just who knows who knows i'm not even gonna waste time thinking about it because of how much of a stupid decision it is 
Um, Apple has announced that its show Mythic Quest will be getting a spinoff. Uh, that's that show about game development that shows uh, stars Rob McElhenney from uh, It's Always Sunny. Uh, Disney Plus released a new teaser for what's to come in 2023. It features new footage from a slew of shows, uh, including our first look at Loki Season 2, uh, new looks at Mandalorian Season 3, at The Bad Batch, at Secret Invasion, um, just about everything you could think of that you might be interested was was shown off in the sizzle reel for what's coming in 2023 on Disney+. Plus. Uh, obviously, I'm excited for The Bad Batch, which starts in two weeks, and then Mandalorian Season 3, which begins June, uh, June March 1st. Uh, Amazon says they have listened to their fans and pro- are promising bigger battles on season two of the Rings of Power. Um, let me see. They said it's been worth the risk because it has given them a very big reward. Um, so via deadline, head of global TV for Amazon Studios, Vernon Sanders, said, quote, has more than paid off. Um, they also said that, uh, it will include, quote, bigger battles adapted from the books. Uh, Sanders said, quote, we are going to be faster. We are going to be able to put more money on the screen just in terms of how the scale and scope of what we're doing now that we know how to do it, unquote. Um, and then, like I said, they were listening to fans. So after every episode, they, they literally did like a fan survey online. So Vernon Sanders, again, this time being interviewed by uh, comicbook.com, said, quote, We set up our own study with thousands of people, among them thousands of the Lord of the Rings fans, to really have a conversation with them as each episode dropped, just to understand how they were reacting. We were doing as much of a 360 comprehensive look to really understand it. I think we got a lot of those, the Lord of the Rings fans, both fans of the books and fans of the movies. We also know that there were some fans who had issues or didn't feel like this was what they were expecting or done in the way that they expected, and that's natural. I think whenever you take on something that's so beloved, you're going to have a probably a strong reaction for and have some people who just aren't on board. Having Simon Tolkien and the Tolkien Estate helping us, I think gave us some comfort that we were doing the best we could and that having their endorsement meant a lot." Um, unquote. So it looks like they took all that into consideration and will take that into consideration moving forward um, to potentially, uh, I guess, make some changes um, in regards to that. Um, but who knows? Um, oh, and I just see that Blockbuster show got canceled. Anyway, good. <laughs> uh but things are hopefully looking up for season two uh, of Rings of Power. I'm very excited. We've also learned, speaking of HBO Max, that the new adult-oriented Velma show uh, will drop on January 12th, so just a few short weeks. Uh, the last bit about TV I wanted to talk about was the news that has rocked the Pokemon anime world. After 25 years, Ash Ketchum will no longer be the protagonist of the Pokemon anime. Uh, A new anime that will focus on Gen 9 
will feature two new protagonists. Um, Ash will have a final send-off of 11 episodes uh, airing sometime next year in Japan, followed by the U.S. sometime later in 2023. Um, But uh, it looks like Brock and Misty will be back. But our new protagonists uh, will be someone called two people, uh, Liko and Roy. That's what their Japanese names are. And uh, it looks like they'll be heading out in into Paldea. So yes, this will be the first time in 25 years that Ash Ketchum will no longer be the protagonist of the Pokemon anime. Um, no word yet on what will happen with Team Rocket. Uh, I don't foresee them really being in it either, because if Ash is leaving, they're probably leaving. Um, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Uh, the final episode is airing in Japan soon, I, or if it did already. Ash reunites with Butterfree. I saw that image and legitimately teared up at that, because we haven't seen Ash with his Butterfree since the the first season of Pokemon. Um, uh, Sarah Natacheni, who is the voice of of Ash, um, had some really, really great things to say. Uh, where Where is that? Um, so she's been the voice for 17 years. She took over uh, from the original voice actress. Um, she said... Uh, let me see. She said, quote, Pikachu's my best friend. Pikachu's the name of my cat. Pikachu's the cutest. Pikachu's universal. And Pikachu's evergreen. Pikachu's the cutest character to have been, ever been drawn and animated. Um, unquote. She also said... Um, what did she say? Why can't I find it? Um, this is a big interview she did. But, hold on. Uh, This is with IGN. She did this interview. And... I'm trying to find... She said a great quote about Ash. Um, She said, quote, If I could speak as Ash Ketchum, I would say what Sarah Natacheni would say. And that is to quote Jason Page's song, be the best like no one ever was, and do it with love. Don't be cutthroat. Don't step on people to get what you want, but know what your goals are and do them to the best of your ability. Do them with passion and do them while also loving the people around you and being kind, unquote. That's the voice of Ash reflecting on her career as Ash Ketchum, Sarah Natacheni. Uh, obviously, she won't be doing Ash anymore. Um, after next year, and no word yet on if she'll have a role in the new anime or not. But some people already think that one of the new characters is related to Ash in some way, because she has a hair clip that looks like the original uh, logo that was on Ash's hat uh, back in the original season, when it was like that green arrow-looking thing. But it's it's going to be interesting for sure to see what they will do, how it will, how it will fare, right? You're not, you don't have Pikachu or Ash as the face of the anime anymore. How will that affect viewership? Um, 
Obviously, a lot of people are going to tune in in the beginning to see what it's like without them. Uh, will they stick around, though, is a big question mark. Obviously, some of those questions will be answered next year, uh, but we won't know for a while. Um, anyway, let's move on to, uh, after that sadness, let's move on to what's going on in the movie world, shall we? Uh, James Cameron's been being interviewed, obviously, because Avatar Way of the Water is out. Uh, but instead of asking about Avatar, they've been asking about Terminator, another franchise James Cameron created. And uh, he he has uh, reflected on Terminator Dark Fate, which was the most recent one. And uh, he was speaking to Deadline. And while he said it was he was reasonably happy with the movie, uh, he also said, quote, I think the problem, and I'm going to wear this one, is that I refused to do it without Arnold. Tim Miller didn't want Arnold, but I said, look, I don't want that. Arnold and I have been friends for 40 years, and I could hear it, and it would go like this. Uh, he's obviously imitating Arnold, so I'll do an Arnold voice. Jim, I can't believe you're making a Terminator movie without me. Unquote. It just didn't mean that much to me to do it, but I said, if you guys could see your way clear to bringing Arnold back, and then you know, I'd be happy to be involved. Um, unquote. Uh, he said he butted heads with the director because of the other ideas they had. Um, oh, so Miller is the one who pushed for Linda Hamilton to come back, not James Cameron. Um, Cameron also said, quote, I think what happened is I think the movie could have survived having Linda in it. I think it could have survived having Arnold in it. But when you put Linda and Arnold in it and then you know she's 60-something, he's 70-something, and all of a sudden it wasn't your Terminator movie... It wasn't even your dad's Terminator movie. It was your granddad's Terminator movie, and we didn't see that. We thought it was cool, you know, that we were making this sort of direct sequel to a movie that came out in 1991, and young movie-going audiences weren't born. They wouldn't even have been born for another 10 years. So it was just our own myo myo myopia. myopia. We, got, we kind of got a little high on our own supply, and I think that's the lesson there, unquote. I liked Dark Fate. It wasn't great. It wasn't perfect, but it was better than a lot of the other Terminator movies that had come out. Um, it it was technically considered a flop because it didn't make all of its money back, but I get what James Cameron is saying. Um, but he also was asked about uh, a, a reboot. Um, this was on the Smartless podcast. Uh, Again, being asked about Terminator. And he said, quote, If I were to do another Terminator film and maybe try to launch that franchise again, which is, it, which is in discussion, but nothing has been decided, I would make it much more about the AI side of it than bad robots gone crazy, unquote. So, obviously he is understanding how the fu what the future is now. And obviously, 30, 40 years ago, the fear was robots. Now the fear is AI, especially with AI art and AI's writing scripts and books and things like that. So James Cameron would obviously adapt it for a more modern take, more modern audience. And uh, that, that makes the most sense, actually. Obviously, it's just a discussion. No word yet on if a reboot ever happens. Uh, we also learned today that Twisters, the Twister sequel has a June 2024 release date in other news of movies that don't need sequels. 
Uh, we got our first trailer for the Barbie film, which emulates 2001 A Space Odyssey and starts to show off Barbie's world and a Barbie girl living in it. <laughs> no, it looks interesting. I'll leave it at that. You can watch the trailer for yourself. Uh, we now also know what Henry Cavill will be doing with his future now that he will not be Superman, as we've learned. Uh, Henry Cavill will be joining Amazon Studios, as Amazon Studios has acquired the rights to Warhammer 40,000. Henry Cavill will be the executive producer and star. Um, via the Warhammer community website, it was announced, quote, the agreement encompasses rights to the universe across series, film, and more, uh, says Amazon Studios. Quote, this is the first deal of its kind for Amazon Studios for IP of this scale and allows the company to utilize the title across its entertainment businesses. Henry Cavill is set to star in and executive produce the Warhammer 40,000 franchise across all Amazon Studios productions, unquote. Um, and Henry put out his own statement saying, quote, I've loved Warhammer since I was a boy, making this moment truly special for me. The opportunity to shepherd this cinematic universe from its inception is quite the honor and responsibility. I couldn't be more grateful for all the hard work put in by Vertigo, Amazon, and Games Workshop to make this happen. One step closer to making a nigh-on lifelong dream come true, unquote. So, looks like we know what's in his future. Um, Henry Cavill is a massive gamer. He wears his heart on his sleeve when it comes to Warhammer and other nerdy projects. So honestly, I'm, I'm happy he was able to land a gig right away. And uh, I can't wait to see what, what comes of this. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about Warhammer, um, but the little I've seen of it always looks very interesting. Uh, Donald Glover looks like he will be joining the Sony's Spider-Verse, uh, separate from the MCU. Um, even though he's already technically in the MCU as a Spider-Man villain. Um, but he is going to be star and produce a movie about Spider-Man villain Hypno-Hustler. Um, this is via The Hollywood Reporter. Apparently he's been... I don't know why he can't stay Aaron Davis, the, the, the Prowler. Um, but... People wanted him to be Spider-Man. Um, he was Miles Morales in an Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon on Disney XD. Um, Hypno Hustler. Oh, he wants to play the character, quote, because of the musical aspect, unquote. Um, no mar less Marvel canon baggage. Uh, Hypno Hustler was created by Bill Mantlo, um, who also created Rocket Raccoon and artist Frank Springer. Uh, first appeared in 1978's Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man number 24. Uh, real name Antoine Delsoen. Delsoen? Uh, I don't know. He was a leader of the band called the Mercy Killers, who would rob audiences using hypnosis tech found in the instruments. Um, what? That's... Yeah, I don't know if anyone even knows about Hypno Hustler. That's a weird... That's a weird villain to pick. It's almost like the Pied Piper in Bat Batman and DC mythos. Uh, Avatar The Way of the Water won last, the last, last weekend's box office. Um, not to the amount they were hoping for, though. 
a uh, little under expectations, but still high. 134 million domestically for a total of 435 million globally. I'm sure it will have a massive Christmas weekend, though, this weekend. Um, also, we've learned from Hugh Jackman the, of how he will be Wolverine in Deadpool 3, confirming a major fan theory. Uh, he was being he was on Sirius XM, and um, he was saying, quote, It's all because of this device they have in Marvel World of moving around timelines. Now we can go back because, you know, it's science, so I don't have to screw with the Logan timeline, which was important to me, and I think probably to the fans, too. Unquote. So there you have it, folks. They're going to use the time travel device that Deadpool and Cable were using in Deadpool 2. Um, James Mangold has been having a great time trolling fans online about Indiana Jones, uh, especially people claiming to know more than him. He's like, I assure you, I know more than all of you when it comes to this movie. Um, especially like knocking down ridiculous fan theories online. Uh, but he did also confirm we will learn what happened to Shia LaBeouf's character, Mutt Williams. Um, who is obviously Indy's son, as we learned in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, no word yet on... He hasn't said exactly what happened, but we will learn in the movie what happened to Mutt, what happened to um, Marion Ravenwood, who Indy got married to, played by... Um, why can't I think of her name? Karen. Karen's her first name. Anyway, we'll learn what happened to Indiana Jones's family in Dial of Destiny when it releases next June. Uh, I do want to end the show today on some DC news. Uh, the Rock has confirmed that he will not be um, Black Adam in the initial DCU. But uh, he said, this is what he put it on Twitter, uh, quote, my passionate friends, I wanted to give you a long-awaited Black Adam update regarding the character's future in the new DC Universe. James Gunn and I connected, and Black Adam will not be in the first chapter of storytelling. However, DC and Seven Bucks have agreed to continue exploring the most valuable ways Black Adam can be utilized in future DC multiverse chapters. James and I have known each other for years and have always rooted for each other to succeed. It's no different now, and I always root for DC and Marvel to win and win big. You guys know me, and I have very thick skin. And yes, you can always count on me to be direct with my words. These decisions made by James and DC leadership represent their vision of DCU through their creative lens. After 15 years of relentless hard work to finally make Black Adam, I'm very proud of the film we delivered for fans worldwide. I always look back on the fan reaction to Black Adam with tremendous gratitude, humility, and love. We did great. To my very passionate and vocal Black Adam superhero genre fans, I love you, thank you, and I will always listen to you and do my best to deliver and entertain you. What a hell of a month. Now all we need, some Terramana. Have a productive week and happy holidays to you and your families. Dwayne Johnson. Um, so it looks like The Rock won't be moving forward. Uh, when someone asked um, Zachary Levi about his future as Shazam, he said, it's all Gucci, which someone asked, someone quoted about, looks like everything but the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker cast would be recast in the new DCU. And uh, James Gunn was like, yeah, no, that's not true. I don't know where you heard that. 
then something got tweeted about Gal Gadot, and he's like, I don't know where you think Gal Gadot was dismissed. So it looks and sounds like some people from the Snyderverse are moving forward into the new DCU, and some people aren't. Um, there's rumors that Gal Gadot and Henry Cavill scenes from the Flash movie were cut, but that hasn't been proven or corroborated yet. Um, there's a lot of moving parts, and obviously they're not going to announce anything. I'm just very confused by all this. Um, just some are staying, some are going. I, obviously Henry Cavill's not gone, because he did say they want to work together in the future. Just the next Superman movie will be a young... Clark Kent movie um, and he's already talked to Ben Affleck about directing which is again interesting um, we also know that Blue Beetle is still coming out uh, someone asked him what his inspiration was he said it was or someone's like hey did Justice League and Young Justice inspire you and he said yes so anytime I hear Justice League Unlimited being inspiring I uh, my ears perk up um, it's uh very, very interesting for sure. And hopefully we'll learn everything soon. Um, and it sounds like he's also talked to like every star of the DC as it exists now and about their future or fate. Um, he also posted, which I think is the, the best thing he could have said. Um, he put on Twitter, and I agree with him wholeheartedly because we all know how some Snyderverse fans can be online. Uh, quote, one of the things Peter and I were aware of when we took the job as heads of DC Studios was a certain minority of people online that could be, well, uproarious and unkind, to say the least. Our choices for the DCU are based upon what we believe is best for the story and best for the DC characters who have been around for nearly 85 years. Perhaps these choices are great, perhaps not, but they are made with sincere hearts and integrity and always with a story in mind. No one loves to be harassed or called names, but, to be frank, we've been through significantly worse. Disrespectful outcry will never, ever affect our actions. We are aware there would be a period of turbulence when we took this gig, and we knew we would sometimes have to make difficult and not-so-obvious choices, especially in the wake of the fractious nature of what came before us. But this means little to us in comparison to our jobs as artists and custodians in helping to create a wide and wonderful future for DC, unquote. That makes the most sense. Um, I get the Snyderverse fans were very loud and very vocal. Some of them are filled with vitriol and hate, and and really there's no place for that. I, I don't care how much you love it. There's no place for you to harass people, say shit, um... It sounds like Ray Fisher's not coming back, though, because he called out James Gunn, too. Ray Fisher's another beast, and I feel sorry for him. I do, um, because I actually liked him as, as Cyborg. But it's uh, interesting, for sure, to see what happens with the future of the DC. I Like, obviously, the Snyderverse isn't getting fully rebooted, because I think we talked about this last week. Like, James is making Peacemaker Season 2, and that's technically within the Snyderverse. Um, and he wants to make a cohesive thing. So, who knows? Again, the future is always in motion. Always in motion the future is, as Yoda would actually say. 
Um, but that's it for Nixner News this week. Thank you guys for listening. Next week we'll have our yearly wrap-up show, Nixner New Year. Hopefully a review of of um, Avatar The Way of Water. I can't promise anything right now. And, uh, of course, whatever minor news comes out between now and next Wednesday, um, given that Christmas is next week, or Christmas is Sunday, and, of course, uh, New Year's the week after that. Um, but I look forward to having you guys listen for Nixner New Year, Nixner New Year next week. Uh, again, wrap-up show, my top tens for the year. And, uh, hey, don't forget to check out NixnerNews.com so you guys can listen to the show. We have links to all of our different show uh, uh, partners there. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, um, all those places you can listen on the go. Uh, follow our social media channels, Nixner News, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Not so much on Twitter, uh, mostly on Instagram and Facebook, obviously. But... Uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. That was episode 241. Today is December 21st, 2022, and I will catch you guys on the flip side.